You are listening to audio from Hope Church Ipswich. For more information about our church, please visit www.hopechurchipswich.net. Hello. God bless you all. God is good. And all the time, it really is a joy and a privilege to come and speak here. So let me just thank you very much, Tom, for the invitation. And I'm looking forward to what God is going to continue to do with us together, with others, to see his kingdom extended here in Ipswich, in Suffolk, and beyond. Because the sun rises in the east first, doesn't it? So when God does something in the east, it spreads across to the north, the south, the east, and the the west, rather. Yes. So let's trust God that what he has... What he's already been doing, it's not, he's just not began it. He's already been knitting our hearts together, but we are really becoming friends, yeah. proper friends. And you know, one thing I have observed in, as a Christian for a while, and my, you might notice that as well, that sometimes in the body we forget that we're one because we're, we meet in different spaces, different buildings. We have different names. We belong to different organizations. And sometimes... We need to be reminded that this is one body, one church, one kingdom. We serve one Lord, and we're all being baptized into Christ Jesus. And he's soon coming back for one church. And if you're in it, then you're going. And if you're not, I'm sorry. So are you part of his one church? Yes. I also want to say that there is definitely a grace of God manifestly upon hope. And those of us who are observing are grateful to God for the inspiration of what he's doing with you, among you, and he's going to continue to do. This I was saying to Pastor Tom, this is a long season of God's favor. It's a long season of God's goodness, and you will see it manifest in several ways. So stay on the on the on the on the on the journey as you experience God's goodness and his grace. A prophetic vision God gave me as I was preparing, and I've, I've seen a number of people that I've known over the years as friends, and it's really exciting to see what God is doing here. I was sharing with Tom earlier that as I was preparing, I had a number of things in my heart. I wasn't sure which, which of the messages the Holy Spirit wanted to download here, but I think I've got it now. It was a struggle, I must admit, but I've got it now. But before I come to the message, just to say I had this prophetic vision, two things. One of the things was that the Lord was revealing to me how the nation of Israel had different tribes. And God called them to possess the land. But he gave the allotments to different tribes. And it was like he was saying to us that as a body, he's called us together. Somebody say together. together. You can do better than that. Together, yes, we would see the land reached. That every people group will be reached with the power of the gospel. So there are some things we can do better together, but there are other things he's called us to do separately. And when we get the two well, the things he's called us to do together, when we do that well, we will see the glory of God touch our community. So may we together experience what God is doing, seeking to do, be open to that, and you have a massive part to play in this. And there's a, there's a clear grace of leadership upon hope. 
to be part of what God is doing, to be part of leading what God is doing, so that together, when we stand before Jesus, he will say, you did your job well. Together, you accomplished some things, and separately, you made my glory known. So, Father, we thank you. May our hearts be continually knit in Christ as we seek to see your glory impact Ipswich and beyond. So we thank you for your word. Our hearts are open to hear you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. I'll talk about the second one as I go along. So I want to share with you today the ways, the words, and the works of Jesus. So the ways, the words, and the works of Jesus. This is a series I have begun to explore myself. So this is the first place I'm sharing this. So I'm sure you will be blessed. Luke 17, I'm talking from verse 11 through to verse 19. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, somebody say with me, as they went. He says, as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. An amazing passage. So in this passage, it's quite clear that Jesus was walking, he says, along the borders or between Samaria and Galilee. Jesus, very intentional. Very intentional in what he does and continues to do. Somebody say with me, intentionality. Jesus is very intentional. And he calls us to be intentional in what we do. And when the church is intentional in what we do, when we are intentional with our works, we are intentional with our words, when our ways are intentional, we see that we become more and more like Christ. When we study the way he did things, the way he worked, and the words he chose, that becomes our lifestyle as well. I know the Holy Spirit is already doing something among you, and therefore I just came to add to that and to say, the journey you're on, if you're already on an intentional journey, then stay on there. And if you're not yet, then ship. Come onto his ship of intentionality. Nudge somebody again and say to them, be intentional. I was louder than all of you put together. Come on. You can do better than that. <laughs> Say to somebody, be intentional. be intentional. So what does Jesus do? He deliberately walks along the border. Very intentional. 
What would you find at the border? People on the margins. And Jesus would meet people in different spheres. On this occasion, he was on the margins. Other times, he would be in the center where it's happening. But at the margins, he was walking there deliberately because he wanted to encounter certain people who would be alienated. And I have found that you could be rich. You could have a lot of things going for you on the outside. But on the inside, you could be isolated. On the inside, you you could be crying out for help. I've been through seasons where people look at me on the outside and think you've got it all together. You're a praying man. You're leading something that looks significant from the outside. And life looks good. You know you can be deceived by what you, look on the, what you see on the outside. Am I talking to anybody here? Yes. You can be deceived by what you see on the outside. Because it may look like things are well. But on the inside somebody could be crying out for real help. And the Lord sends us intentionally to those who really need help. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. Or somebody may be listening to this message later. I will say to you, the Lord Jesus is intentional. And he comes to those who are in need. He intentionally goes to where people are crying out for help. At the margins were these people who were, because of what they were carrying, because of the leprosy they had, they were on the edge of society. Leviticus chapter 13 tells us, I'll read a few verses from there. So the words of, we see, it will come into the words of Jesus. But Leviticus chapter 13, verse 40 to 46, this is what happened. If we were living in those, in those days, some of us, we would have some challenges. But thanks be to God for the New Testament. So verse, Leviticus 13 from verse 40, he says, When a man has lost his hair and is bald, he is clean. Anybody, any bald heads? <laughs> Anyway, the good thing he says is you're clean. If he has lost his hair from the front of his scalp and has a a blind, uh, sorry, a bald forehead, he is clean. But if he has a reddish white sore on his bald head or forehead, it is an infectious disease breaking out on his head. Anybody like that this morning? He says it's an infectious disease breaking out on his head or forehead. The priest is to examine him, and if the swollen sore on his head or forehead is reddish white, like an infectious skin disease, the man is diseased and is unclean. The priest shall pronounce him unclean because of the sore on his head. The person which, with such an infectious disease must wear torn clothes, Let his hair be unkempt. Cover the lower parts of his face and cry out, unclean, unclean. As long as he has the infection, he remains unclean. He must live alone. He must be outside the camp. So this is the context. In those days, if you don't know, if somebody had an infectious disease, whether it was on his head or his hands or his limbs anywhere, They would have to, if it was infectious, because they didn't have a cure, the priest would declare them unclean. And if the priest says you're unclean, you're unclean. You must be rid of, and you have to be on the outskirts. You have to be on the margins. So these were the people on the margins. And you remember Naaman? Naaman, who the Bible describes as a leper. It means leprosy could, could, anybody, no matter who you were, could catch leprosy. And he was an army general. 
He was rich, he was powerful, and yet the Bible described him as a leper. So we don't know whether these people, at some point in their life, they had some things going for them. It's just at this point in their lives, leprosy had become their new description. Are you with me, beloved? And sometimes that's how life is. Things can be going on well, but there could be a but in your life. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but there may be a but in your life. Something that has pushed you to the margins. I've found that you could be in a crowd and still be alone. You could still be lifting your hands and worship and still be crying out on the inside. You could be preparing to preach and still be crying out on the inside and saying, Lord, I need your help. You could be leading. You could be helping others and still have areas of your life that is crying out and saying, Lord, I need your help. I came to encourage you this morning. Jesus is attracted to the places of need. Jesus is attracted to the people of need. And he calls the church to have our eyes open, to be sensitive that there are broken people around us everywhere. And you're already, on, you're already doing this. But I believe that there's a greater season where people on the margins, wherever they are, whatever has pushed them to the margins, are going to be encountered by the power of God's love. Because God's people will be intentional. Somebody say with me, intentional. intentional. Jesus' ways were intentional. So he deliberately goes and he encounters these people. And then we know he speaks some things. So Jesus' words to them... After they cried out from a distance. And today, as we have gathered in this space and in other places where God's people have gathered, let's just go for Ipswich. There are those today who are far away. And their need has pushed them to the margin. There's somebody today, you and I, as we are worshiping in this amazing space, has woken up this morning thinking there's no point in living any longer. Somebody has woken up this morning with bad news. Somebody has woken up or they've had bad news and they've hit a road thinking, they've hit a wall thinking, I can't go any further. The Lord will be sending one or two of us to encounter them. Within your sphere of interaction and influence are people who have a need. And as people are sensitive to the Holy Spirit, he, he will allow our paths to cross their paths. So that through us, the life and the love of God can flow through. So these people shout from a distance. It's interesting, the Bible actually says they shouted from a distance. Because there are things that can make you feel isolated. Things that can make you feel that I'm far away from God. Would God even, does God even care? Would God even hear me cry? But I came to encourage somebody today. You might be far. Or you might feel far. Your situation might make you feel far. But I came to encourage you, the God of heaven, he is listening. God, Jesus, listened and he responded. Wherever you're at today, wherever you are on your journey, you could have started well, but something might have tripped you. Something might have made you discouraged. I meet a number of discouraged people. And I go through phases where discouragement might want to knock on my heart. And I've got to bring it before the Lord. Have you ever faced, have you ever had hopes that did not come to pass? Have you had dreams that sometimes have been shattered? Have you had things that have delayed in their manifestation? And you're thinking, Lord, where are you? Where are you? Come through for me, Lord. Bless you. Come through for me, Lord. Come through for me, Lord. 
And Jesus is saying, I'm attracted to your need. Just bow your heads for a second. Jesus is attracted to your need. And you might have some areas going well, and yet some areas that you're crying out and saying, Lord, I need your help. And you might feel distant. The situation has made you feel distant. There are people who feel distant from fellowship. Distant because of situations. Distant because of guilt. Distant because of pain. Jesus hears your pain. Jesus hears what you're experiencing. And they shouted out, Jesus, have mercy on us. And the Bible said he responded. May the response of the Lord be manifest in your life. In your health, in your finances, in your career, whatever you're facing in your relationships, may the healing touch of Jesus manifest. Amen. So Jesus' response was, go and show yourselves to the priest. Very interesting response. So they shout out, Jesus have mercy on us. Jesus does not actually say, be made whole. On this occasion, he does not touch them. All he says is, go and show yourselves to the priest. Implicit in that was your whole. Because they would not be able to go and see the priest if they were not whole. Are you with me? Because these are people who the priest has already declared unclean. So they are already on the margin. And there's no way they're going to get clean. Most of them would die in that situation. But they've encountered Jesus. And he says to them, go and show yourselves to the priest. And the good thing is that they listened. They obeyed. And as they went, I like that. As they went. There are times when God's word comes to you. You need, it, you need a miracle and you need an instant solution. But the Lord gives you a word that looks like it's a process. And as we step out in obedience, am I talking to somebody this morning? What did I say? As we step out in obedience, in faith, not, not, not sure that... Not sure of the outcome 100%. But if he has said it, Lord, it's like Peter. He says, Lord, I've toiled all night and I've caught nothing. But at your word, I will do it. As. I like that word. It encourages me. Because it's a process. Somebody shout process. There are some things that God does instantly. There are other things that it's a process. As we obey. As hope you've obeyed, favor is manifesting. As, 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 as we walk, as we walk this walk with all its faults and, and all the things that may trip us, as on that journey, as they obeyed, they recognized on the journey. It doesn't say whether they had, how far they were out of the village, but we're not sure at which point in the journey they noticed. The Bible said they noticed on the way that they were cleansed. May the Lord open your eyes that as you walk this walk, 
you would experience the things he's promised you. Some of you, God spoke some things 10 years ago, and you're still holding on. And the Lord will encourage you, hold on, hold on, don't give up, hold on. In spite of the challenges, in spite of the opposing circumstances, hold on. Because as you hold on, you will see his manifest glory on the journey, on the journey. They noticed were clean. And when you notice God's goodness on your journey, what do you do? Hey. Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. On their way, somehow, somewhere in the journey, was it a third of the journey? Was it halfway? Was it when they were close? We're not sure. But the Bible says somewhere along the line, they noticed that the word he spoke had manifested in their body. They had a choice. Could it be that you might have forgotten where God has brought you from? And some of us, I think sometimes what I've observed, I've been a Christian for a while. I've been in Christian leadership for some of that time. And my own journey... I have to constantly remind myself that we have been, what we have received is purely by his grace. And grace keeps us grateful. So one of them, Tom, recognizes, I am clean. And then they had a choice. Nine, we're not sure what they did. They might have thought, wow, I'm clean. I've missed my wife. I'm going straight home. (laughs) there's a message in there but it's all right (laughs) hallelujah (laughs) but one of them thought you know what I'm going to go back this is very important I'm going to say something here it's very important don't miss it one of them went back and Jesus had an expectation did you know that sometimes we don't realize God has some expectations. Actually, Jesus expected them to come back to give thanks. He was disappointed that out of the ten, only one came back. I was saying to my wife, that's a tenth of the people. Ten percent. I wonder. In our society, sometimes people, when people are in need, they cry out for help. Even footballers, when they're about to play a penalty, they're praying. Lord. And when, God, when they scored, they won't, give any, they won't give any credit to God, would they? Well, not, not. Many of them won't. When the Lord has done something in us, through somebody, do we forget? On this journey of faith, the Lord would have used certain people to be a blessing on your journey. I think we should take time to be intentional. There should be times in your life that you are intentional and ask yourself, who are those God has used as instruments to bring me to where I am today? And it's good sometimes to to look out for for, for people like that and say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That word of encouragement you gave me 10 years ago has helped me today. Some of us won't be where we are today had it not been the formative years that somebody, somebody shaped us. 
Somebody inputted your life at some point in your stage of developing. Have you forgotten? Sometimes it's very easy to rubbish where you've come from. Or forget that you actually had a point that people made a difference in your life. And I've had to sometimes reflect, Lord, I've not come here. I've not got to where I am by mistake. It's had, you've, asked, you've, you've used different people to help me to get to where I am. And I encourage you, beloved, we need an attitude of gratitude as a culture within the body. An attitude of honor of one another in the body. So Jesus expects the other nine to come back, but they didn't. This one person, and he says he was a foreigner. I wonder whether because of that, he was extra grateful. When you know that you don't deserve, you really, really, actually, really, really, really don't deserve, you're perhaps more sensitive. When you know that you were really excluded, really excluded, and actually all of us were. But sometimes when you hear people's testimony, it's like there were some not so bad sinners and they came to Christ. And some others were really bad sinners and they came to Christ. And sometimes when you've been forgiven much, like Jesus said, it seems like you're more grateful. Am I talking to anybody in this place? Have you forgotten where you've come from? I encourage you, don't lose your sense of gratitude. As this guy came back to Jesus and said, the Bible says he threw his, himself at Jesus' feet and Jesus declared to him, you are whole. Jesus declared to him, you are clean. So it is possible the other guys went to see the priest and the priest would declare them clean. But this guy went to the real priest, the real high priest of our salvation, knowing that when G what Jesus says, my God, when Jesus speaks over your life, it stands more than any man's opinion over your life. I came to encourage you. Whatever he says is more powerful than anybody else's words. And we need his words to speak into our life. And when he says you're clean, you're clean. Nobody else can declare you unclean. When Jesus says you're clean, you're clean. When he says you're whole, you are whole. When he says you're forgiven, you're forgiven. When he says your past is gone, your past is gone. You can say, I'm no longer a slave to fear. Because I am a child of God. You can declare that because you have confidence in his word. That when he speaks, it is true and it settles every argument. Don't live by man's opinion. We, I think we need each other, but we need God's words. Because I have found humans were fickle. Today we're up, another time we're down. We can praise today, another time criticize. But when he speaks, it stands for eternity. When he speaks wholeness over your life, that stands for eternity. And beloved, we need to hear his words. Because in times of adversity, it's his word that will keep us through. When he says, your identity comes from me, it is true. It's lasting and it will keep you in every season of your life. 
as I bring this to a close. Are you one of those nine? Or are you like the Samaritan? Who knew that Jesus intentionally walked along my path and he cares about me. Father, I thank you that there are people who today in this place Whatever they're going through might make them feel a bit distant. Whatever they're dealing with might make them feel a bit isolated. But I thank you that you've got a word for everybody. And you care. You, you deliberately come along our paths. And you say to us, you're clean. I wonder whether the Holy Spirit would like to just revive in us a real revelation of gratitude for the finished work of Jesus again. Because people who are grateful respond to his grace differently. They don't need to be coerced, manipulated. They just respond. They throw themselves at the feet of Jesus and they're saying, everything I have is yours. Because I know where you picked me from. You picked me from. I was excluded but you included me. I was outside, but you brought me inside. I was in darkness, you brought me into light. I was dead, and now I'm alive. I was blind, and now I can see. So Jesus received my praise, and it's a sincere praise. Lift up your hands to him, please. I wonder what the Holy Spirit will just revive afresh in our hearts, an attitude of gratitude. He'll open our eyes afresh to the finished work of the cross. Holy Spirit. With the worship team, if you don't mind, just, just come as I round up. Even if it's one person here, I'll be happy to pray with you. Whatever, you're, whatever season you're in at this time, whatever is going on in your life, if there's something that you're crying about, that something that bothers you, it makes you feel like, God, where are you? Even if it's one person, I'll be more than happy to pray with you. As the worship team prepares, this, I love the, the song you did, the last, the last song you did, um, no, just before the communion, um, about his love never fails. Yes, please, thank you. Holy Spirit. Even if it's one person, you might want to just stand where you are and say, I, I can identify with this. I'm in a crowd, but I feel alone. I'm going through something, and I need God's touch. If that's you, you can just stand where you are. Just stand where you are. It could be at work. It could be at home. Holy Spirit. Whatever you're experiencing, Jesus knows your story. He knows your address. He knows what you're going through. He knows if you're facing discouragement. He knows if you feel you failed. Actually, that's a specific word for someone. You look at your life and you think, I failed. I failed God. I failed my family. Failed others. 
you on the margin. You feel it on the outside. Looking on the inside. But Jesus said, I came for you. I care about your season. And I'm attracted to you. I'm attracted to your pain. Some of us here might have unresolved hurts. People might, might have hurt you. Or broken relationships within the body or within your family. If something is not right, there's a wound. There's a wound. There's something that is not yet whole. And you want to say, Jesus, I acknowledge that. I acknowledge. I acknowledge. I, I, I need wholeness. Spirit, soul, and body. I've got some pains on the inside. I need some, some healing. I need your healing touch. If that's you today, let's stand where you are. As the first group, the Holy Spirit is touching you today, wherever you are. Receive his touch. In that season of your life, receive his touch. Made whole. Be made whole. Be made whole. Be made whole. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Time will not allow us. I would have invited you forward, but I think so. How do we do that? Maybe we'll pray for people at the end in the corner. Is that is that all right? For time's sake, okay. I'll be happy to pray with you, maybe in the corner. When, I, when we close the second group of people is those who sense a calling and as you sense the spirit of God has laid some people on your heart you just know it there are people God is calling you to reach and you want to be very intentional and by standing you're saying I choose to be intentional because there are these people that the Lord is calling you to who am I speaking to? It may be one, it might be two, it might be more. You just want to acknowledge a sense that I, I know God is calling me to reach some people, some particular people, some particular people. It could be a tribe among the young people, and they're different. They speak a different language. Not in, I don't mean English or Filipino or, or Hindi, that's not what I mean. They have their own culture, a subculture within the culture. And you feel God is calling you to reach those people. And you're saying, Jesus, I deliberately put myself out to reach those people. God is calling a missional church. A missional church. A people that are intentional to reach those on the margins. And if that's you, you know God is calling you to reach people. It could be the medical people. It could be people in whatever, in education, sports, arts, media, politics. As I round up. With your hands raised. The Spirit of God is giving you fresh insight into what they are going through. And you're going to be such an instrument in His hands. And through you, many of those who are leprous, figuratively leprous, whatever they're going through that has made them feel alienated, whatever they're experiencing that has made them broken, 
that there's a fresh grace upon your life as you intentionally avail yourself to be used of God. That in this, in this family, Hope Church will be filled with missional people that are reaching every aspect of society. People with a heart, a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, knowing that they've been intentionally placed in places to reach the lost, the last, the least, the broken, the hurting. In the name of Jesus, let us all pray. Everybody just pray. Just give him thanks. Thank him for his goodness. Thank him for his grace. Thank him for his salvation. Thank him that he cared and he came across our path first. Give him thanks this morning. We thank you, Lord, for your healing touch. We thank you that you care about every situation. And I thank you, Father, for those whom you've called, those whom you've equipped, those whom you've anointed and you're sending out. And I pray that many of us will see fruit And an attitude of gratitude will be so evident in the lives of your people. Because you've made us whole. If you have not yet given your life to Jesus, and today you might say, Jesus, I want to surrender to you. We'll be more than happy to pray with you. Please feel free to make a copy of this content, but please do not edit the content in any way.